you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And indeed, when we talk basketball on this show, 99% of the time it is, of course, about the men's team. But you know what? Later on the show, I want to talk about the Missouri women just a little bit because, quite honestly, Robin Pinchton, the Missouri basketball coach, made about as big of a coaching gaffe as you can make at the end of that Missouri LSU game last night. But for whatever reason, I didn't see that addressed at all in the post game. So you know what? I want to address it a little bit later in the show. But first, let's start off with the men's basketball team. And I want to scout tonight's game against the South Carolina Gamecocks. Now, obviously, this has been a weird college basketball season so far. Certainly been some stops, some starts, some cancellations, some postponements. But really, no team has suffered more so than I've seen from the schedule than South Carolina. The Cox have only played six games so far this season. And in fact, they went from December 5th to January 2nd without playing a game. So the fact that they've played just six games so far, hard to know what to make of any of the statistics that you actually see regarding South Carolina. But one thing that does appear to be real is that so far on the season, South Carolina averaging 72 points a game, playing the 21st fastest tempo in the country. And that seems real because, frankly, Frank Martin's squads have picked up the tempo offensively in the last couple seasons. They had a top 20 mark nationally last year in tempo as well. Now, I think a part of Martin ticking that tempo up just a tiny bit is not totally dissimilar to why Conzo Martin has done the same this season. South Carolina, not a great three-point shooting team by any stretch of the imagination, but they do have a, a pretty good amount of ball handlers and some guards that are fairly big and athletic, guys like A.J. Lawson. Lawson off to a great start, by the way, six foot six guard, shooting over 60% on his two-pointers so far this season. But again, six games through, hard to know what to make of that small of a sample size. Now, while defensively, Missouri will certainly want to get back and try to prevent as many South Carolina fast breaks as they can, I'm genuinely hoping that this style of game will actually be good for Missouri. We'll get more easy baskets for the Tigers as well. Because, well, if you look at the betonline.ag line and totals for this game, the total points for both teams, 143.5 is that number. So, obviously, betonline.ag expecting a fairly high-score game between these two teams. You cut that in half, you know, you get two teams in the 70s. So, I would expect that type of basketball game tonight. And according to reports out of South Carolina, you should also expect to see Frank Martin's newly bald head back on the sidelines leading the Gamecocks. Frank apparently had a second bout with COVID-19 where he had to sit out for a little bit. I don't know, frankly, based on what I know from this disease, 
One of those tests almost was certainly a false positive. But regardless, it sounds like Frank is going to be back. He led the team in practice on Monday and is planning to coach the team tomorrow, according to a South Carolina spokesman. And just to digress a little bit here, I understand that Frank Martin's always gone with the short, cropped haircut. I'm sure, as we all do, the hair was starting to thin a little bit up top. But my goodness, Frank, did you have to go full skinhead? Did you have to go full Stone Cold Steve Austin on all of us? You're an intimidating enough guy. I don't think we needed to go quite that far with it. How about a nice part up top? Grow that hair out a little bit. That's my advice. But you know what? I digress. As I said earlier, A.J. Lawson off to a really nice start for the Gamecocks, but you know what? I'm really focusing on the two sophomore guards for them. First of all, Jermaine Cuisinart, to me, just takes, yeah, he takes a lot of shots. That, That he certainly does. I'll give him that. Does he make a lot of them? Well, that's another matter. Frankly, I'm not a huge fan of his game, as you can probably tell from the tone of my voice. To me, they put just too much on him offensively. Seems to, think, seems to be the kind of guy who thinks he's better than he really is. But you know what? I like confidence in a player. I feel like I can always rein in a guy who maybe takes too many shots. To me, the, the thing that bugs me about players like Jermaine Cuisinard, and I hope, is it Cuisinard? Probably, it's probably not Cuisinard, right? <laughs> but that sounds funnier, so I'm sticking with it. Jermaine Cuisinard, you know, he just seems like he's the kind of guy who plays just in his game, plays as if there's no score being kept, as if there's no broader team concept happening here. I don't know, just just a an observation I've made after watching him for a few games now in his young career. I also think, frankly, Frank Martin needs more out of sophomore guard Trey Hannibal as well. He was a relatively high prospect last year for Frank. I just, you know, I was fairly impressed with him for a freshman year, for a freshman year player last season. Felt like he had some decent point guard tools and a decent size at six foot three. But, you know, I just haven't seen enough advancement from him yet. And I think South Carolina really needs another guard who can handle and make stuff happen off the dribble to get that team to the next level. And you know what? Speaking of the next level, I want to continue to break down this South Carolina basketball team. But first of all, if you want to take your betting game to the next level, well, you have to go to betonline.ag, the only place that has you covered and the only place that we trust here at the Locked On Podcast Network. And the way you take your game to the next level is by signing up for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Yes, that's right. All of a sudden, you are 50% stronger in your pocketbook than you were before. And that's thanks to betonline.ag. And be sure to use that promo code Locked On. And hey, definitely follow betonline.ag on social media at BetOnline underscore AG. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And Missouri is favored tonight by six points over at BetOnline.ag. And, well, speaking of them, they also sponsor the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. Check out their college basketball 
NFL, NBA, and NHL locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Now, a couple more guards who are worth bringing up for South Carolina. Justin Manaya, six foot six lefty. You know, I like his game. Unlike unlike Mr. Cuisinart, I, I'm not a huge I'm not a huge fan of his game, but Manaya, despite the fact that he's not a great shooter, he seems to do everything else pretty well. Has a good knack for the game, veteran player. Also seventh woods. He's a senior guard, really quite similar to Drew Bugs in a lot of ways, a very pure point guard that doesn't look to shoot a lot. But really, maybe the two guys who might be the difference makers tonight, certainly the guys who are going to contend with Jeremiah Tillman the most. First of all, Wildens Levesque, guy is a really strong offensive rebounder, your typical post. He'll give a fairly, you know, six foot ten, two hundred and forty pounds, matches up fairly well physically with Tillman. So be be fun to see those guys go at it tonight. But you know what? Keyshawn Bryant actually might be their best rim protector and shot blocker, despite the fact that he's only six foot six compared to again Wildens Levesque's six foot ten. But Bryant, not so much of a center. He's much more of a, I don't know, multifaceted combo forward type player. Maybe think, if you're an NBA fan, think a poor man's Draymond Green a little bit. Like, he's not afraid. If he sets a screen, he's not afraid to catch the ball in the mid-range and, and make something happen with it. But again, defensively, an impressive, impressive shot blocker for his size as well. Now, as for South Carolina's results in its limited six-game schedule so far this year, first two games were right in a row at the end of November a 16-point loss at Liberty on a neutral court obviously isn't impressive, but they bounce back the next day beating Frank Haith's Tulsa squad by 11. Also victory over Texas A&M and Florida A&M, but the two losses other than Liberty, relatively close defeats on the road against Houston and LSU. Remember, Kelvin Sampson has Houston playing really good basketball right now. They're probably a borderline top 10, top 15 type of squad. And obviously LSU, nothing to be ashamed of. They're losing by five as well. Although, frankly, the Gamecocks were up about 17-6 at one point early in that game. Definitely fell apart a tiny bit. But obviously, as you can tell by that final score, Gamecocks not afraid to get up and down and score even with a team like LSU. And quickly, before we talk a little bit of women's basketball here at the end, am I the only one who's not a tiny bit surprised that we haven't at least gotten some information about the Missouri defensive coordinator search? Now, all I'll say is is Eli must run a really tight ship, number one. The fact that we're getting no information about this, but also it probably, frankly, speaks to just the actual mechanics of reporting in 2020 and now into 2021 this whole extended covid period because guess what if you have to social distance you have to do everything on zoom well as as other reporters have pointed out that makes it really difficult to establish relationships and with a new coaching staff new group of people you have to become friends with develop relationships with become contacts that type of deal it just makes it that much harder. And I think, well, that just goes to show you the dearth of information, the absolute lack 
of information that we've had so far about any rumored defensive coordinators that Eli's even considering has been quite telling. And in other SEC news, I mentioned that Tennessee was moving on from Jeremy Pruitt as their head football coach yesterday. Well, get your Michael Jackson eating popcorn meme ready because Jeremy Pruitt is now lawyering up and apparently going to possibly sue the Tennessee Athletic Department. Oh, this just keeps getting better, doesn't it? (laughs) Oh, it's good to have a little bit of schadenfreude with a newfound SEC rival, I'll tell you that. But you know what's also a great idea? And that's getting your terminology correct when you do an ad read for rockauto.com. Because quite honestly, I'm pretty sure the last time I did one of these, I thought I was going to give you guys a brilliant tip and say, hey, replace your fuel filter. Well, I'm pretty sure I meant air filter, right? I'm surprised I didn't get a flood of corrections from people on that. But yes, the filter actually filters the air and not the actual gasoline, folks. But regardless... I still my, my point still stands. Don't pay Jiffy Lube or whoever that extra money to put in your air filter. Those things are really easy to just install yourself. And the best way to do it is go to rockauto.com where the prices are always the same, whether you're a professional mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer like myself. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle, whether it's an air filter or hell, even a fuel filter, who knows. But be sure and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Well, unfortunately, in what's become a bit of a a theme during the Robin Pinchton era of Missouri women's basketball, too many turnovers for the Tigers last night resulted in them digging themselves a double-digit hole. But you know what? The Tigers were quite game. They fought their way back. On top, well, probably an adjustment. One of the adjustments I thought that Pinchton made that was effective to, to give her some credit was instead of Asia Blackwell bringing the ball down court, well, they just sent her down to the baseline basically and decided you know what we're gonna have the traditional point guard type players initiate the offense instead of Asia and frankly that's probably good it took it took some pressure off of her and the ball handling stabilized a little bit but unfortunately again Blackwell makes a nice play cuts cuts the LSU lead to one with about three seconds left but unfortunately after that basket goes in Robin Pinchton calls a timeout to set her defense that she does not have. So that's a technical foul. And for all intents and purposes, that's the end of the game, folks. Now, don't get me wrong. Three seconds left. You're trailing by one. You're probably not going to win that game anyway. But that's, as, as a coach, it's your job to put your team in the best possible position to win and pinched in in that spot made a, as big of a gaffe as you can make as a coach. You have to know that situation. And frankly, your assistants have to be on top of that too. If they're not reminding you of that, they're not doing their job either. And quite honestly, if we're going to make fun of Chris Weber, who was a college athlete, yeah, I know, he got paid, blah, blah, blah. But seriously, if we're going to make fun of Chris Weber for calling a timeout in a bad spot, for 25 years, well, then I think we should at least 
acknowledge that Pinchton made a grave error there. And that's my biggest problem here is that no one seemed to acknowledge it in the post-game stories that I saw. Did nobody ask her a question about that moment? Frankly, if I were in her shoes, I would have probably just anticipated that question and just started my post-game remarks by addressing that gaffe, by addressing that mess up and just owning it, quite honestly, because what else can you do in that situation? My main point is that while I think Robin Pinchton is a, by all accounts, is a great person, really likable, I think everybody around Columbia likes her, has nothing bad to say about Robin Pinchton. Her players seem to absolutely love her and go to the mat for her and all that stuff. And that's all wonderful. Those are all huge pluses in her ledger, in the positive side of her ledger. But it just seems to me that sometimes because she is so personally well-liked and because, quite honestly, women's basketball is not as, honestly, as important as football and men's basketball just in terms of the revenue and the amount of eyeballs on it. Now, if you're a hardcore fan of any of its women's basketball or any of the non-revenue sports, good for you. That's not meant to be insulting. I'm just saying the numbers are simply not there. But here's another number. Robin Pinchton is making about $860,000 this season. And just to give you some context, that's right about in the ballpark of, of what Ryan Walters made as Missouri's defensive coordinator this past season on the football team. So if we're going to pay a non-revenue coach almost $1 million a year to be a coach, I think it's okay to expect results. I think it's okay to hold Robin Pinchton to at least as high of a standard as we fans hold Ryan Walters. Does anybody think that's unfair? Because, I don't know, I just don't understand how the Mizzou beat can just let her off the hook for what she did last night. Now, again, I want to back up here. I'm not saying I'm anti-Robin. I'm not saying I want her fired. I'm not saying anything like that. But for her to not even be asked that question just, to me, speaks to the culture around this team. It's almost like you can't criticize them or something. It's really bizarre to me. I don't really know quite what to make of it, but it's definitely something that I've noticed. And with all that being said, I will see all of you after the Missouri-South Carolina game tonight. So be sure to check out that post-game show. I'll get it out as soon as I can here on this Tuesday evening. So until then, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.